Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can you hear me? Hello. Hi, can you hear me? I can. Is it an echo? It's an echo. Small echo. Okay. I'm going to try to call in from the phone instead. The call in worked okay for you? Yes, it did. Hello. Hello, welcome. Thank you. Brenda. I'm going to call in um, because I understand there's an echo. So I want to try to get rid of the echo. Hello, everyone. Hello. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. I can. Okay, great. So we have um, enough. We have a quorum, so we have enough people to get started. I said that I wanted us to make sure we never ventured off of our schedule. We set the schedule a year ago. We had no idea it was going to be the Democratic National Committee. We had no idea it was going to be a global pandemic and that um, success stories were going to start pouring in about the first day of homeschool or private homeschool. So I apologize up front, but we want to make this recording impactful that families who aren't able to be here will always have this um, message of hope and inspiration. So our agenda will be an opening prayer. We'll discuss the um, overall uh, first day of school for our guest, who is a mom um, with a child, and she'll talk about her journey. 
and we'll also talk about the Future Dreamer Leaders and Achiever Project um, for getting out the vote as well as activating this group to be recognized as Class of 2020. Are you all hearing any background noise? Just a little, okay. but nothing. But I can hear. Okay. Clearly. Okay. Okay. And then um, we'll go around if there's any other issues or topics, and um, set up the agenda of things that we need for our September 15th meeting, which is going to be on a Tuesday. So, um, anybody on the call would like to lead the prayer? Hmm. Anyone? No. Okay, I'll kick it off. Dear Heavenly Father, we come here humbly and grateful for all that you have done, for all the barriers that you've opened up for us from the last 30 days when we met. Lord, we ask for your guidance and your wisdom as we prepare this call to be impactful for our future dreamers, leaders, and achievers, our parents, our families, and our villages. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Today is Monday, August the 17th, and we welcome everyone that's listening to our um, exciting PTAC call. I'm just so excited because our guest speaker is going to share her background and her journey as a parent and hopefully connect and help people understand that we're all in this together, that um, we're here. That's why PTAC was established. Six years ago, this concept was developed from a petition, and the petition was called the Voice of the Baby, VOB. Um, we felt like, like our children, our HBCUs were an endangered species. Um, we quoted... Um, the great leader Malcolm X, the greatest mistake of the movement has been trying to organize a sleeping people around specific goals. You have to wake the people up first, then you'll get action. And that's kind of our thought, is that without action, um, very little gets done. But if people are sleepwalking and they're not really aware, they're not sharing, and they're not understanding the impact of the things that are happening, it's really hard for them to care. And we have been determined over the last six years to not make that a permanent barrier. So the voice of the baby is how we got started in 2014, along with a group called the State of the Black Parents. Um, so the voice of the baby was basically a, a cry for help, um, healing, education, land, and politics. So imagine suddenly your body is suddenly reversed biologically back to being a four-year-old. Are you happy about your future? Is there hope for your future? What are some of the statements that you would have if you were transformed back into the body of a four-year-old, still with a 2020 brain? Like you're still you as far as your, all your mental facilities, but um, your body is wanting to play with your friends, but you're trapped in a global pandemic, forced to wear a mask. Um, what would you want people to stop doing? What would you want them to start doing? What would you want people to continue doing? And so that's how we started this voice of the baby, of trying to find out what our children needed. And so that's kind of like the kickoff of what our speaker um, of the moment is going to share with her, the journey of her young son. And for the protection of her son, she doesn't have to share his real name if she doesn't want to or if she wants to. Um, give him a nickname or whatever, but we want to protect our children on our call. So without further ado, our guest. Hello. Thank you, Joan, for inviting me. My name is Anissa Hunter. Um, I'll, I'll start really with, with this year um, just for um, even sake of time because I probably have chapters <laughs> to, to my journey of motherhood. But um, we all are, you know, in this pandemic right now of 2020, I believe March 13th, it seemed like that the same time when everything shut down. But for us as a family, um, January 6th 
of this year really changed, changed our lives with our son. Um, our son is epileptic. Um, he was diagnosed, um, I want to say, 18 months. But along when he started school, ADHD, he was also diagnosed with ADHD. Um, the one thing we did notice that I will um, touch on really quickly, in August, August 19th last year, in 2019, 19 days into school, he had surgery on his ear. He had a keloid on his ear. And I believe that's when it heightened the um, ADHD. I wasn't sure you know, what was going on with him and just started doing research. The one thing I would say, it is so important for us to, you know, do our research, ask questions so that we can really understand, you know, what's going on with, you know, our children. And the one thing I asked the anesthesiologist was that can anesthesia impact the brain by any way? And he said, you know, it's not common, but I have three of these conversations a year, at least three. And he said it can heighten it. And what happened with my son is that after he had that surgery, he was running out of the classroom. He just, just all over the place. Um, as a result, we were able to get an IEP, and if you're not familiar with an IEP, it's an individual education plan where he can have some accommodations. Um, I do know um, being black, African-American, a lot of times we look at it as, you know, it's, it's not a positive thing. So we tend to stay away from IEPs. But i rather my child be diagnosed the correct way than the wrong way. So that's another thing is, you know, be honest with whatever is going on with your child to, to really understand the root of it so that you can get the services that are due to you. So as a result, in, in January of, um, of this year, we were not able to um, – let me step back. Due to the, all the medication he was taking, it triggered a seizure. And so at that point, we were just nervous about putting him back into the classroom. So the doctors even recommended that Ethan stays home until we could get the medication under control. So what that meant was we were on a homebound um, hospital plan with the school. Again, we did not know about this. This was another accommodation or resource that was available to us that we didn't know initially. So we just kept asking. We uh, found an advocate for us that helped us, you know, as far as asking the right questions, saying the right words, um, so that we can get what we needed for our son. And so as a result, um, Ethan, this is his name, I'm fine, he's I'm okay with it. He, um, Ethan's teacher would come to, the, to our home three times a week. So prior, again, at the end of the year where everyone started being virtual, we were already virtual um, in the February timeframe. But now going back to school, now that school started, school started today for us, I kind of sat back and reflected on what March, basically February through May, because in Georgia, from Georgia, school is out in May, what that looked like for us. And I just felt like we weren't organized. There was a lot of anxiety. I felt like... Um, we just didn't have the organization that we needed. So as a result, to prepare to go back virtually, and we found that out in July, I said, okay, we need to transform a space. But we, you know, we didn't have a budget to transform a room for an office and for a classroom. 
because not only are the kids, you know, are virtual with school, I was told that I need to have a more permanent place at home because I probably will not be going back to work until the first of the year. So for me, I just started, again, doing my research, looking at Pinterest, and I transformed our living room because we really wasn't using, using it. And I just went to Home Depot, and I got wood, and I sanded, I, I um, stained it, and put up shelving, and just looked around the house we had, and then just made a nice space for us. So really, instead of looking at the situation, um, making it negative, we embrace where we are today, um, just keeping positive, because I, I do feel like we as adults um, set the tone for our children. So if we're panicking or if we're negative, negative they're going to feel the exact same way. So I personally, I look at 2020 um, as a year of healing, a year of reflection, and just really trying to become a better person and, and instilling those values in our children. So that's the high level. Any questions? I know. <laughs> Hello? Can you hear me? Hey, being Hello? Okay. If, if you have a question, sorry, that's something that's not so much. So much. Yes, a lot of background noise. Joan, where are you, Joan? In the car? Joan, are you in your car? Joan. Hold on. You sound like you're in the car. Are you in the car? Joan looks like she's not on the call, so she might be calling back. Okay. Coming back on. Okay. What? Is that her background music? Huh? Are you in the car, Joan? Joan. Can you hear me? Are you in the car? Are you in the car? I don't have to meet everybody. everybody. Are you in your car? No, no, no I'm not in the car. Well, what is that noise? Can we all call back? Maybe somebody's on the line. I think someone needs to mute their line. Or Joan, maybe mute everybody and then start over. I think that somebody's doing that deliberately. Somebody's doing that deliberately. Okay, can y'all hear me? Hello? Now? Yes. Mm-hmm. What was that? Okay, I'm sorry about that. I don't know what that was, but I couldn't control. Like, nothing I pressed would allow me to mute or do anything. It was really weird. My daughter's sitting here with me. We were like, they're like, press this, press this. I'm like, I'm pressing. Nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. All right, so can y'all hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um. So she asked were there any questions. So it's we will go around. Um, anybody can start and make sure that if you can't hear, let me know. All right. Does anyone have any questions for our guests? No. Thank you for sharing your 
Definitely. Thank you so much. Okay, so we have representation um, on this call for a lot of different areas. Um, those that missed the first kickoff, what we were going to do on this call was to hear from a parent who was having her first day of school with her son and sharing how that went and some of the things that um, parents that are listening um, can gain encouragement from. Now what we will do is hear from, um, we'll transition over to the election. And we know everybody's excited about the Democratic Convention tonight. Um, so one of the things that we've always talked about is how do we bridge the gap between those that have and those that have not? Um, what can the 18-year-olds in our community do since this is their very first um, election that they're going into for the presidential race, I wanted us to be able to have an agenda of what we can do to ask legislators locally, statewide, and nationally to, to level the playing field. What types of resources, be it tablets, Wi-Fi, um, what are the things that all families will need to um, equip their children during this pandemic? When we met last month, we came up with a couple of questions that um, we wanted families to think about. One, do you have a plan? Two, what electronics do you have access to, be it your cell phone, your tablet, your PC? Do you have a PC? What are the outside, number three, what are the outside forces that hinder you from succeeding and surviving? Four, um, you know, what does your child need to be educated on? You know, make that a discussion and conversation. Um, I've been doing that and really been learning a lot about what's on the minds of a lot of people, and it's basic survival. Um, there are so many states that are holding up some of the funds and so many cities and counties that are holding up some of the funds that people are just dying for this stimulus to come this check. And so they're not even thinking about back to school shopping and back to school um, setups or any of those things. And five, um, you know, what concerns are on the minds of families. And we're going to see very quickly that like it or not, we have a society of haves, have nots, and don't cares, meaning there are people who could do better. There are people who could help people do better. But because both groups don't care, and then we're trying to have an election at the same time. So we want PTAC to kind of be a bridge. We want to get off this call with some very specific demands, requests, calls to actions for local officials. And I think the 18-year-olds will be a perfect um, mouthpiece, if you will, to carry the message because they're not too far away from you know, their siblings, their younger cousins, younger nieces, and they are seeing um, firsthand what is happening right on our watch. Any thoughts? Oh, I got an unmute Yes. Hey, can okay. you guys hear me? Now we can hear you. Okay. Okay. So my first question is, we need to have a target of how many, uh, uh, at least how many people or what percentage we want to hit. So, for example, do we want to hit 30% of the community? Do we want to at least hit four to 5,000 people? Just within our given communities, we need to put a target number on, on how we, on where we want to go. So that we have a baseline of putting this plan together to see how we can actually measure what our numbers I, are. I agree, and I want to throw out a number of, of 10, that we start off with 10 in each zip code that is represented on this call. As we grow, then they will grow. But I would say our goal should be to make it potent, almost like a yeast that goes in bread. Like we start small and then we grow it. Anybody else have a thought? 
Okay. Um. Okay. <laughs> hey, Joan. It's it's Lanita. Hey. How are you? Good. Hey. How are you? Um. Ooh, shopping, doing groceries, and running around and trying to catch the call. Um. So I have an 18 year old. Uh, who knows a lot about politics because his mom is into politics. Um, and his frustration is uh, when he's having these conversations with his friends that they don't really have a, a depth or breadth of knowledge. And, um, you know, he's on TikTok. There's a lot of politics being spoken about on TikTok. Did you see me on the phone? There's a lot of uh, stuff being spoken on TikTok with the kids. Um, and it's just kind of, Cayman, I'm on the phone. And his complaint was, is that there's a lot of complaint and no solutions. So I would think whatever it is that we do with these 18 year olds, that we definitely make sure we push the solution oriented agenda where they can experience from the beginning to the end. Um, and, and how that works because they don't teach it in the schools anymore. Not every school is allowing the students to have their student unions or their student councils and those things that they typically use to learn leadership and writing their, uh, their representatives and such. So that would just be my thing is to give them something tangible that's, that they're interested in uh, to go through the process of contacting their uh, representative and um, a cause that it, that they would like to lead, not something that we choose for them. I agree. I think that makes a lot of sense. Does anyone have an 18-year-old um, that would be able to at least share a perspective? Well, I think I may have about 70, 18-year-olds that may be able to share a perspective. Wow. Did you say 70? And possibly a little more than that. Did you say 70? 70. What's your perspective on politics? Oh, that's love. That's, that's real. That's a movement right there. <laughs> well, well, I'm I'm spearheading. I'm going to be spearheading a lot of the voter initiatives on the college campus where I teach. So one of the main things that I do is I try to figure out exactly how to engage 18 and 19 year olds in the voter election process. Um, this year will definitely be very interesting because. Most classes are going to be remote. So the fact that classes will be remote will make it a little difficult as to how I've done it previous years, where I've pretty much had my students infiltrate the entire campus. And we literally would go from building to building, trying to engage students, registering students to vote. I had students putting messages. I, I have students putting flyers on people's cars. I literally had them going into the cafeteria screaming about the importance of voting. I, 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 I had them dressing up in costumes and telling people about voting as well. So you really got to meet the students where they're at and, and really try to show them the importance of of voting. And one thing that I know, um, the organization, the nonprofit, which I sit on the board for, I just attended their civic engagement conference two weeks ago. And one of the most important things that was discussed during that conference was we don't need to worry about the individual who is running per se but we need to have focus on the power of the seat that is in question. And I think when, when people understand the power of the seat, yes, it's important to elect the individual most competent, 
to fill that seat. But after that person leaves the seat, that seat that that seat is still up for grabs. That seat has the same power. So we need to understand the power before we start worrying about the person, if that makes any sense at all. Mm-hmm. Hello? Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, this is Walter Frederick. So, I'm um, Lenita's son. And I just turned 18 in July. I've been, I, I really look forward to voting this year in this presidential election. One of the key issues I have um, due to the virus and everything that's spreading, I won't be able to get my um, identification or my picture ID until late December or early January. So we're having to figure out what he can use uh, when he goes. And I, I've looked it up, but that's something that we may need to consider educating our 18-year-olds on because there are some areas um, that are heavily targeted because of COVID. Um, a lot of resources have been shut down because of COVID. And, you know, we all know it's manipulating the vote. So that was one of the issues that we ran into is that we can't get his picture ID until after November. So now we're having to look for alternatives because he is 18. He will register to vote, but he won't have a valid photo ID because his school isn't even doing student IDs this year. So that's one of the challenges as an 18-year-old that they face. Hold on, I'm going to give him back what on. A, Go ahead. What about the, uh, elect- the, the registrar in your city, the registrar's office? Do they produce IDs? In Virginia, um, they do. Um, I have to look it up. I haven't checked in Texas, but I'll I'll, I'll try to look that up. You might know. Yeah. But the registrar registrar, uh, produces IDs just for the mere purpose of identification. Then that's the next place that we'll go, and that's the information that I will spread because... And that's from Virginia. I don't know where you're from. I'm from Texas. Okay, well, I'll check with Texas. Yeah, we're from Texas. Well, this is Virginia... uh, Elect elector, so that's what they we do here. Every registrar can give a, a photo ID in the office when you are a registered voter. Well, Texas has a form that we can fill out that I saw. Um, they have a form that we can fill out if you have challenges getting your ID. So that is going to be one of the alternatives uh, that we use. Okay. But but like I said, you know, that's some things and challenges that. The we're you know I'm I'm into politics so I know where to go look and find everything but for everyone else that might be something we need to be putting out there for our circles and letting them know if you have an 18 year old who is new to voting um, that we will these are the uh, these are the alternatives for you if you cannot get your picture ID due to COVID because that that is an issue. I'll put it on my Facebook tonight. <laughs> All right. Okay, that I was so glad to hear from your son. Congratulations, young man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, what school? What school are you going to? I go to International Leadership of Texas. It's a it's a charter school. They haven't been providing us uh, IDs even when school was in session. They hadn't uh, given me one um, junior year, and they won't be giving me one this year. I don't know why, but um, yeah, that's just something my school does. I mean, you know what they should do? They should have it so that you can put your ID on your phone and have a, um, what to call it? I. I think it's something, there is something like that, um, but the last time I tried to go do something where they required an identification, they said they didn't use uh, anything digital. You had to have your physical ID with you. Okay. Okay. All right. So what I've heard so far is that we can give them to-dos. They can contact their representative and they can confirm the types of ID that will be eligible for an 18-year-old because they don't have as many options because of COVID. You know, they weren't able to, if they turned 18, they may not have had a chance to get their driver's license or be able to, even if they could get to a DMV or a um, 
a place it might not have been open during this time period. So I think those are two brilliant action steps that, um, and then Ms. Pelham, I heard yours of, of posting on Facebook um, how to get an ID for the 18-year-old. No, Excellent just, idea. Well, just through the registrar of Virginia is all I know. I don't know how other states do it. The other thing is he says a school option is out, public schools, uh, even if you check with your city hall, our recreation department makes IDs for whoever joined the recreation department. It has City of Hopewell on it, and they will accept that as an official one because of the pandemic. That might be an option as well. So check with your local officials to see uh, and they do it that way. There's another I think option. The, uh... I think um, this is Lenita again. I think one other thing is, you know, we forget about the down ballot. And so a lot of them, when I was standing in line doing the primaries and seeing a lot of young folks voting, um, they were literally just going in there to vote for Bernie. And I don't want to be a Democrat. I just want to vote for Bernie and then I'm out of here, you know, and never followed up with the down ballot. So that is, you know, the candidates and their team already know our voting habits, when we're going to vote and when we're not going to vote. So the opportunities to be able to get somebody in on a primary runoff uh, is enhanced when they know these young people are only going in to vote for a presidential candidate and then nobody else. So maybe trying to get them to be like, uh, I think, Joan, it was already said, but yeah, teaching them who their candidates are and the positions of power and where to look for those names like down here in Texas, the, the real powerful position is actually the railroad commissioner. And a lot of people don't know that. So these folks are getting in on the railroad commission and p appointing their friends, already knowing that most folks don't look at the down ballot to vote for a railroad commissioner, nor really understand the power of the railroad commissioner in Texas. So I do agree with that that aspect of getting them to know what the positions are in their states and their cities so they know exactly who and what they're voting for. I wanted to um, let you all know we had a young man um, ask, we, we ran an ad for PTAC, um, and we asked um, three questions. We asked, are you registered to vote? In your opinion, what are the three biggest barriers facing 18-year-olds? And then we asked them to take the Gen Z test. And this young man said that he was registered to vote. And the three biggest barriers facing an 18-year-old was one, job security, lack of skills, and uneducated on the way the world works. And he went through and took the Gen Z test. And it was very interesting to see um, his view of the world, you know, it was very much, I've, we've offered this test for quite a while, and um, most of the time when they're African-American children taking the test, they answer very few questions. I mean, they, they don't know the answers. And it was just amazing that um, the things that he knew confidently but knew nothing about the contributions of Africans. And, um, and, and like I said, the only reason why it was interesting was because of the fact that it wasn't balanced. You know, usually when African-American children or, or children of color take this Gen Z test, they don't know anything, and they admit, I don't know anything. He was very confident of what he knew about Nordic, the Vikings, um, basically superiority things, but knew nothing about Imhotep, didn't even um, know about uh, – things from the Bible, you know, he just said that I haven't been to Sunday school in a long time. So I say all that to say these are the things that drive a lot of the people that I would say harm our kids because they feel their job security is being threatened by diversity and integration and sharing. They feel threatened by their ability to um, take control in this world because they feel they're losing control. And I just want to heighten that as well of what PTAC could do to kind of help build some bridges to save some lives because it's going to get very challenging. It's not going to be the same year that we had last year. This global pandemic is going to bring out probably some of the things that our ancestors thought they wouldn't see again. 
Thoughts? Thoughts about challenge? You want thoughts about the survey or how you could support, get him answers or what? Yeah, I want to get thoughts on asking 18-year-olds the three questions. One, are you registered to vote? Two, what are the concerns or what are the barriers facing an 18-year-old? And Mm -hmm. three, offering them the opportunity to take the Gen Z test. When they take the Gen Z test, if they're interested in learning more and growing, um, the idea is maybe PTAC in helping them learn the grassroots at the local election level and the state election level, we groom this group. And I have a vision that we can offer scholarships for all 50 of them, that there's one in each state, and that um, we make connections with them at their um, local level, and that we find funding and opportunity for them to go to trade school, go to college, whatever it is that they dream to do, that we make this like a club almost, that we make this like a village where they support each other and um, they recognize that we're in this together, whether you're in Alaska or New York or, or Chicago. Um, if you're 18, you're class of 2020, we're going to work together to get what well, we got 75 days or so. We're going to work together locally, state elections, and, and most importantly, who goes into the White House. Any thoughts? I like the great idea of just planning for it. Well, everybody on the call, fortunately, is a um, dues paid member. So, um, so that we don't go too long, I will send the financial report um, out to everyone electronically. I would like to propose that we. Um, embark upon getting the future dreamers, leaders, and achievers together at some point um, quickly, I would say before our September meeting, that we um, agree to the, the goal of, you know, 10 per zip code or 10 per state. So we have one leader per state and 10 um, students per state. And if we can grow it, we can grow it. But the contribution would still be somewhere in their family, and it doesn't have to be their direct family, but somewhere in their family we would want to get somebody to pay um, their dues so that we can offer um, so much more than what's available right now for them. And like I said, as we go and we see how it's um, building, the plan is basically what we have put into place six years ago when we had um, initially launched PTAC, the only difference is instead of it being the parents um, representing each of their families or the states, I'm I'm thinking maybe we would focus on the 18-year-old partnered with their parent or grandparent or whoever it is that's in their life. Thoughts? Am I still there? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So I'm here. I, I, I got you on mute because I'm multitasking. That definitely sounds oh. good. Is there a way? It, I, I, what I'd like to see is that we can create some kind of working document that we can that we can start to build this thing out on. Sure. That's a good idea. Okay. I would propose, can we start with the brochure that we have already on the site where it says, where the future inspires today, Political Economic Technology Action Committee, a subsidiary of Black Parent Connect. You can get to it by going to www.petac.us, and there is a... um, a template of a sign-up sheet of those things just to see if there's any interest. And the brochure is right next to it. So we can start with the brochure 
and then um, flesh out anything that's missing from the from the brochure. But knowing that we want to move quickly in terms of um, organizing. So Jamal, I know you yeah. got a lot on your plate. <laughs> would you like to lead the effort, or would you like to um, work on the effort as a team member? Um. Let me, let me, let me. But I know you're busy, but I know you would do an excellent job. Well, you know what? Give me about a day and a half. I may go ahead and lead it simply because I'm already doing it. I'm already doing it for work. And I can find a way to parlay both of those things at the same time. So I would basically be able to use, to do it on both. I I can do it on both efforts. Okay. Now I know Lenita and her son are already doing a lot in Texas. Would you be willing to work together? Because we've got two diverse states with different laws, obviously, and different things you can and cannot do. But I think, like, when spider webs unite, they can tie up the lion. You know, the, the more people that we have, coming at this, the faster we can move together. Lanita and Sun, what are your thoughts? Is she still there? Yeah, I don't know if she's still there. Uh, Lanita, if you're still there, um, can we – no, I see you. I see you. If you're still there, Lenita, can we talk? Um, Earl, is, is Lenita still on? I don't see her. I see Calvin, though. Calvin, I see Mr. Yes, Tom. I see um, Erico 301. Who's Erico 301? Oh, Nine, that's 910. That's me, but I, I'm, 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 that's my cell phone. Mike Harris. Oh, okay, that's you. I didn't recognize you. Um, and then I see Calvin in Detroit. Or do we just want to have an action planning meeting? Um, whoever's available to meet, we set the date and the time, and we go from there. I'll tell you what. Let's do the action planning meeting first. That way we're okay. not stepping over each other's toes. And even if we're organizing in different states, if we have that one common agenda, we know how to – we can figure out what the common agenda is and then figure out how we can work around that in our respective states. Okay. So we need to, but we need to at least put that document in tail so that Can you hear me? We, have, we have a reference point to go back to. Okay, Lenita, are you back? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was sitting here talking about we're here. We're here. <laughs> oh, okay. I couldn't see you. Now we can see you. I couldn't see you or hear you. Well, um, come here. Here's two things. It's, it's two things I want to make sure everybody has before we, before we go, before we um, – I want to make sure everybody has two things. We had a training document that talks about what our mission, vision, objectives are. I need everybody to make sure that they get that off the website, and I'll put it in the group again, and make sure that everybody has the brochure. The brochure you can print out is color, and it basically breaks down what we do, why we do it, where we were formed. One of our members, Lisa, um, Lenita, we're still using our same brochure. We haven't ventured off of it. And I think <laughs> okay. um, those two items will be really important so that way, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel, and then I don't want anyone new to feel handicapped. Like, I have no idea what they're talking about because we've been, you know, kind of looking forward to this day, and we're just so excited that it's finally here. And, um, Lenita, what we were saying is that, the goal would be to have a working session um, to flesh out this idea of the 18-year-olds, the, the Future Dreamers, Leaders, and Achievers Project, as well okay. as motivating and getting out the vote at the same time. 
Um, there is another tool that I think everybody absolutely has to have, and that is the first training session that we had when we launched the Super PAC. So that way you know um, what we can and what we can't do. We're very unique because unlike nonprofits or organizations that can't promote or can't say or can't do, PTAC um, is a super PAC, and so we have unlimited freedom of speech. Um, and so it would be very important for everyone to know that because you may be affiliated with some groups that will say, well, you can't endorse or you can't say this or you can't say that, and that's true. If you are 501c3 or 501c4, there are things you can't do. But that's why we set PTAC up the way it is. We're free to go and do and get it done. We don't have those types of restrictions. And the best thing is right now, um, time is not on our side. So do we want to mm -hmm. set a day that would work? Ms. Tom, I'm sorry, you were about to say something. I would say that if we're going to do a meeting to do a plan, can we plan this on a, a Zoom meeting so that there's a document that people can type mm -hmm. in and delete from and not the telephone, you know, can be yeah. your hand. Yeah. I mean, it's more of a controlled environment. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we can. Lanita, do you have yes, time on your place? Do you have time to, um, are you working? Anyone have time to set up a Zoom for us? I can set up a Zoom. I have a Zoom account. Mm -hmm. so All right, what day work for you? Um, you know, what time are we talking? Anybody? Mm -hmm. Evening, daytime? Weekend and that uh, weekend or the same time here <laughs> at night. Yeah, I might have a, quite a number of meetings. I can't say. Yeah, I, I think about it have to be late in the evening, and I, you know, I start with this census thing on Wednesday, so I really don't have a direct answer. But I'm trying to schedule everything as later in the evening as possible. Um. So late evening, sometime, are we trying to follow up by next week or in two weeks? What are we doing? Next Monday. Okay. I'm fine with that. That works for everybody? At 9 o'clock next Monday? Um, I'm, I'm good. Let me, let me text you by Wednesday and let you know because uh, I'm back to school next week. So okay. I've got a syllabus to uh to do. I've got a bunch of faculty meetings that are going on. Also, with all of this stuff happening with COVID, they put a lot of different protocols in place. And we have a bunch of different stuff that we have to deal with in terms of that. I can imagine. Well just so, let us know. And you let me know. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm flexible as long as it's in the evening. I'm I'm flexible with that. All right. Does um anybody have a problem with doing um a weekend? Um. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I if, if, if we're gonna do week, if we're gonna do weekend, um, if we're doing this coming weekend, it has to be Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, All right, Sunday does a Sunday evening work? Sunday evening might be okay. Yeah. Is, right, that, is it better for you just to go with the Sunday instead of the Monday? Yeah, how about 3 o'clock Sunday? 3 o'clock might be too early. I don't know yet. Okay. Um, I would say I would say early evening. I mean, I'm going to be away this weekend, and the time, the better. That way I can give my niece and nephew back to their parents okay. and not have that piece of interference. Let's do it for two Mondays. Let's go out two Mondays and we'll, we'll communicate. No, no, I, I, no? I'd, say, I'd say we can still do Sunday, but I would say just do early evening on Sunday. Oh, oh okay. How about seven? No, what I what I was saying what I was saying for Sunday is no problem. I saw the go. What Sorry, time guys, is I'm early? Like six or seven o'clock. Okay, six o'clock is good for me. I, six o'clock Sunday. 
Yes, and by that time, I can give my niece and nephew back to their parents and uh, not lose my hair. Because that's usually what happens when I go to go to visit my folks. I get stuck <laughs> being babysitter. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go down the roster of the members on the call and just say yes or no, vote Monday at I'm sorry, Sunday at 6 p.m. All right, so Rose Coleman, not here. Brenda Thomas, not here. Shauna Johnson, not here. Catherine Coles Robinson, not here. Felicia Irving, not here. Kim Bennett, not here. Desmond Johnson, not here. Lisa Davis, not here. Jamal Vandenberg? Absolutely, yes. GF Marketing Group? Uh, that would be Lanita Robinson, yes. <laughs> Brenda Pallum? Yes. Sheila Collins? Not here. Green Ink Digital Media? Green Ink Digital Media? Not here. Calvin Mann? Present. Will Sunday work for you? What time? 6 p.m. Whoa. On Zoom. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. All right. And yes, for me. All right. So our goal is on Facebook. Hashtag. We're going to try to um, just, just generate interest and thoughts. But when we meet, it's just for us, just to do the planning. Is Michael a member of the group? Michael, you a member? I I don't know paying no dues. How do I pay dues? Oh, I send you an invoice. Yeah, well, I was on the last call, but uh, I have. Well, what what is the dues? Uh, Two fifty a week, up to sixty dollars a year. Yeah, I don't have no problem with that. And I don't have a no problem with the date either. So send send me what I need, and uh, I'll take care of all of that. I don't have a problem with the Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Welcome. Congratulations. Woohoo! <laughs> Tommy, say you pay it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what I'm going to do is um, close out with a prayer, unless anyone has any closing thoughts or remarks. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this night. We thank you for all of the reasons and seasons and storms that you brought us through so that now when we need to be on one accord and moving fast, that you've given us the, the roots and the wings, Father, to move forward for your children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So we will connect. Um, and be on Zoom Sunday at 6 p.m. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, right. before y'all go. Oh, okay. Mass suicide campaign. I need to share. We got young boys in trouble. Yes, okay. I'll, I'll write that down as a note. You're going to send us a link in the group? I'll send the link to whole nine. It's all on my page everywhere. And we're doing okay. the, uh, the, the change.org, but I'll send it. And you saw I forwarded your um your comment that you did as as um I think Black Parent Connect and PTAC. Yes, ma'am. All right, so action steps, make sure you all get the brochure, the training document, and the audio of what a super PAC is. And then that will help us on Sunday at six know exactly what we can and, and cannot do. But there's nothing we really can't do other than have more time. <laughs> All right. Oh, all righty. I'm out. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. God bless. Out. All right. Good night. Good night. Thanks. Good night. Good night.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.